2: Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for
3: you. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre Market Prep. Good morning, good morning, good morning. As I said, welcome to Pre Market Prep. Spencer Israel. There's Joel Alcon Dennis Dick is here as well, lurking in the background as he's wanted to do. He'll be on in just a second. We got a lot to discuss today. We'll recap what happened on Friday over the weekend last night, this morning. We got to talk about the infrastructure bills, probably going to be the story of the day, how to trade that. Yes, we will also talk about Tesla. Elon Musk is acting strange on Twitter again, so we have to talk about that. That's the law. We will take questions from our chat. We will take questions from Tim Quast, or we will ask him questions at 8.35. He is from Market Structure Edge, also the sponsor of today's show. So we got a lot to get to. Joel, good morning. I see your charts. We'll get them up on the screen. How was your weekend?
4: Uh, Very good. Uh, Welcome in, everyone, this uh, Monday version of pre-market prep. 8.02 a.m. and the spoozer are green. We're up 275 at 46.93. I tried to test the low from Friday off the open, but caught a bid. Uh, our number, focus number of the day, 90 and a quarter. That's our all-time closing high. We've had seven higher highs, seven higher lows, and seven all-time closing highs. What a remarkable feat. Let's hope that continues today. Uh, crude is in the green by 60 cents at 81.87, just uh, recovering from that dip under 80. Gold clears $1,800 up two eighty dollars at $1,81970. Silver is going the same way. That's up 18 cents at $2,434. Bitcoin catches a bid. Let's see, not a new all time yet on the rolling futures, but we're up almost $5,100 bucks at $66,500. And Ethereum futures, they're up $276.75 at $4,807. Wow. Triple D, uh, when are you coming over for lunch? Like, when are you coming to visit?
5: Eminent, eh? The borders are open? You tell me the borders are open? The
4: borders are open. And I mentioned well, on that cool. pre-market pre show, Emily uh, had a gig of uh photograph of someone that hasn't seen their husband in two years.
5: Wow, at, really? At uh,
4: Kego Harbor. She was supposed to be there at 1 a.m., and the person got there at 3 a.m. So I at 3.30. So I imagine that border, man. What's Why didn't the
5: person just fly over? Because I've got a, one of my good yeah. friends. My, one of my good friends got married during COVID. You can fly over the border. So, I mean, it's not like you can't just see your husband. They you just got to fly and not drive over the borders. I don't think. No, I don't think so. A hundred percent. My buddy yeah, flies right. over every three weeks to see his wife. Yeah, right. he got married during COVID. You can right. fly over. I have All another right. friend too. Same thing. M- flies maybe, over maybe every three weeks. You should said that. I, I, yeah, it's wrong. Like I mean, you can. Like obviously, you can't drive over the borders, but you've been able to fly over the borders for a long time. Right. So mm-hmm. it's no problems to fly over the borders to see your wife, but you cannot drive over the borders. So right. I, I don't know. Maybe it was an excuse by that person, but yeah. So that that was the go around. That listening. was the workaround in the last year. You could fly. So if I want to go out for lunch with you, Joel. I could have flew, literally gone on the Windsor, you know, airplane, flown straight up in the sky, maybe landed. Sure, I don't know if they have one of those or not, but to go the five miles across the border. But, yeah, you could fly across.
4: What's the nearest airport for
5: you now, Toronto? Yeah, the ba- major Toronto. Yeah, yeah okay. All right. All right,
4: so what do you got going on here? I'm we closed. <laughs> we-
5: <laughs> Overnight rocked. Don't be short infrastructure stocks.
4: That's the tip of the day, huh? Don't be yeah. short infrastructure
5: Today, you stocks. don't want to be on the wrong side of the infrastructure trade. I am on the wrong side of the infrastructure trade. But that's in my overnight portfolio. So, you know, you work out of that stuff. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. That's a little bit of the name of the game. On any given day, it's a lot of luck involved in trading. <laughs>
3: So we have a bill. It looks like it was passed late Friday. I don't believe it's been actually signed by the president yet, but it, that's that's frankly a formality at this point. So we're going to get $1.2 trillion injected eventually into all sorts of things. And here is what is in play so far today. Steel. We'll start with steel stocks, right? Ticker X, ticker CLF. Mm. You know them by now. Nucor. Uh Steel is in play today. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of money going towards just broad um, I'm not sure what you would call it. Just broad base, just roads and bridges and things like that. Upgrading, upgrading all that, right? Transportation infrastructure. Um, EV stocks are in play today. Forget what's going on with Tesla, but EV stocks are in play today. There's about seven and a half billion dollars in the uh, in the bill uh, allocated for uh, electrifying school buses. Uh, and creating... Oh, actually, there's another 7.5 billion for EV charging stations, so tickers EVGO, tickers CHPT. Actually, EVGO also had another headline today, so it's up for two reasons, but uh, EV stocks charging stations in play today. Um, what else do we have? We have a, 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 broadba- a broadband upgrade, so internet infrastructure is in play today. Um, you've got transit and rail, so... Rail railroads in play today. Basically, every infrastructure stock is in play today
5: because and by in play meaning we're it's strong today, not because sometimes they say in play meaning takeover. These are not takeovers, yes, not but, takeover. But yeah, so strong, very strong.
3: So you can see EV go right there is probably your strongest. But there you go.
5: I mean, there's so many stocks. It's like rotation station here. And there's a lot of stocks. I mean, the S&P's, you look, and they're flat. Well, Tesla's not helping that, which we'll get to in a few minutes. But you know, there's a number of stocks that are actually trading lower here today. Some of your tech stocks are actually not participating here. The meg- megatech is. Uh, but some of the smaller ones are not. But then you come and you look and you're like, okay, well, what's really the driver here today? What is moving up here today? And it is all those infrastructure stocks that Spencer just mentioned. I mean, we got US Steel X trading up 4.5%. We got New Core. I still have New in my long term portfolio up 4.4%. CLF, I did not rebuy yet. I was hoping to get 22. I might have missed it. I actually got there twice. I should have looked. 22.09, 22.09. I even said on the show, it gets down to like 22. I'm going to buy it. It would have been the buy, and now it's up at 2350. So I want to re get my Cleveland Cliffs. Um, I'm not sure I'm chasing it up 5% here today, but then you can go into the construction stocks. You go to like Vulcan Materials, VMC, it's up 13.7%. It's a huge move for Vulcan. Mm -hmm. Now, Martin Marietta MLM is up 25 points here this morning. You're seeing, you know, URI is another one, obviously, equipment rental up 20 points here this morning. So there's some massive. Massive moves off this infrastructure. John Deere, bill. John Deere, does. John Deere is getting a lift here. I mean, obviously the cats getting a lift here. Full disclosure, I got an overnight position in Caterpillar. Um, there's just a ton of stocks that are, you know, getting a lift here uh, from the infrastructure bill. So I don't know. So what do you do? You're yeah, on these stocks say here. That. Is this a ring the register opportunity, or is this? Um, you know, a chase and they're going to go higher type of trade. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, it's a big, big overnight move, and if, I, and I, I never chase. You know that I don't chase stocks. So if I'm not in it, I missed it. I missed it. But now I would be looking at maybe some of these stocks on pullbacks, maybe to get in. But if you're in them and you all of a sudden get a seven, eight percent, you know, in the case of like uh, VMC trading up seven percent in the pre market, like this is a huge move for a stock like think about this move in the last month it's moved 25 bucks but i mean really this thing's been stuck in a trading range these aren't stocks that typically go up seven percent overnight and boom you got vulcan materials up seven percent here overnight is it a ring the register opportunity but then you got a stock that's making a new high so i don't like to sell stocks making new highs because new highs beget newer highs so i think you're buying pullbacks as opposed to, you know, just, you know, selling it short here. And I don't short rocket ships, so I probably wouldn't be doing that at all. I don't know. How are you playing it, Joe? I mean, you got to look
4: at it on a case-by-case basis, right? Kind of. I mean, you can't – I mean, if you have a target, you know, in Vulcan Metals at uh, 209.89, you know, maybe take half off, you know, and see how it reacts off the open. It's up – you know, almost fourteen dollars on four thousand shares. I mean, this uh, is a company
5: that missed earnings last week. Not a kid, not joking. They missed earnings last week. VMC on Thursday, they reported at buck fifty four versus buck sixty six. The stock traded down on that report, and then they turned it around and they kind of turned it around the next day, day too. Friday. And now you just rip, roar, and rally. Not thing to do with the individual companies. fund like, but to do with the infrastructure bill. So people speculating, obviously, there's going to be a lot more construction going on here now that we've got this infrastructure bill finally passed. But is it too much too fast?
4: For this one, with uh, you know the green, you know, well, it ended up to be a green candle on Thursday, and then you know Friday you make that new all time high, and then you back off you know you're up 14 bucks for this one i'd be a little bit more inclined you know to perhaps during the register if you got caught in the, in that uh, in that on on friday so uh x is x you know it, it it's a good level sock and it will go find its level right now i'd be thinking can this get to 28 right it failed at 27 a few days ago twice now that 27 is going to be support and there's just like two three highs in the upper 28 handle uh, what are the other heavily? Uh, Cleveland Cliffs coming off that low, huh.
5: it's been the uh, laggard of the group.
4: Yeah, 20. See, I'd be more inclined to wait, you know, to come back into 23. You had three tops in the 23 area, maybe you get some profit taking and come back down to 23. Nothing on the dailies until 2436. That's uh, that's your. Your five-day high. I'm gonna also think about it
3: here nice. is if you look at all these charts on, on the daily or the weekly or the, even the monthly, right? And like every time, every time they they were out of favor, it was always related to uh the bills hung up, it's stuck, it's not gonna get through. Well, now we actually got the, every, every pop was on the speculation. That we could get a bill and every drop was on, oh, we're stuck through the stuck in the pipes again. Um now that we're, we're actually true. talking about this for months. I see I'm on Dennis's
4: side on this one. It just seems like it's passed, it's not pass, it's pass, it's not pass. You know, it right. I mean, is this already been, you know, has this been baked in the market? Obviously not, because these stocks are getting uh, a good reaction. The only thing I'll do that, that will kind of the mm. only potential negative here. We're really not going to find out on Tuesday because it's going to take a while. But we got October PPI on Tuesday Hmm. and CPI on Wednesday. So throwing all this money into the economy, if you guys are worried about inflation, which a lot of people are, this is definitely going to have an inflationary effect. It Uh,
5: feels like an a little bit of an overreaction on some of these stocks, though, to just give them, you know, six, 7% overnight, even on the steel stocks, which I'm long a couple of them, obviously. I feel like it's a bit of an overreaction today, even you or I. I mean, it's up 20 points, bit up 22 points here right now. Holy, this is a huge move for a stock. This move 20 points, like, I mean, it was stuck in a range, a 20 point range for two and a half months. Now you get like 20 points overnight. I think it's a windfall. I wow. think if you're long, I think you're still when you get these ridiculous pops on on the news like this. I think it is a ring the register opportunity and maybe get back in and scalp your way back in. But I guess it depends on your time frame. It depends why you're in the stock. You know, it depends. You know, on are you a short-term trader? You know, swing trader, long-term trader. If you're short-term trader, swing trader, you're getting these five, six, seven percent pops, I think you take the gains. You're a long-term investor in them. You know, like me, I am in NuCore. You're probably just holding on. You know, because I still think there's, you know, a path of least resistance on a lot of these stocks is probably still higher.
4: And just a general rule of thumb, you know, do you get filed through through the pre-market high? Do you hold the pre-market high? Do you have a big candle after the open where, you know, you take out that pre-market high and you come back down through it? Also, you know, are there any levels there with, you know, some of these stocks are just in no man's land, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't say, oh, this is the former all-time high or all-time closing high. I think you just got to look at your pre-market highs, see if you can get the file through, and then uh, play it accordingly.
3: Something to also think about is you know a lot of these charts look different, right? Like Martin Marietta looks way different for sure than than a Cleveland Cliffs or or, or nah, bad example. Um, well, kind of does it's U.S. Steel, right? Or, or, or U.S. Steel, right? Or or Caterpillar, right? Or a Caterpillar. That, that's a better example. So wh- when you say, "Oh yeah, is it priced in? Does it come too far?" Maybe on a MLM maybe, sure, right? But on a caterpillar? Yeah, probably not, right?
5: And remember one thing to consider overall here is, you know, okay, we get an infrastructure bill, and that's going to help you with government spending, public spending. But what about the private industry here? The private industry is still looking. I've got a friend that quotes huge projects. I think I told this story already. He quotes huge projects and in, in, where well, I'm in, Ontario. Um, so he was quoting, and that's what he does. He's an estimator. So he goes on and he quotes up these huge jobs and and he had um, this one job where he'd quoted it out like like last year, and it was four hundred and fifty million. The new quote on that same job is six hundred and seventy five million. So you you gotta wonder with the increased cost of you know materials across the board and labor across the board, is there gonna be a few projects that get shelved? Is there going to be a few people that you know say, okay, well, it made sense at five hundred million, at five hundred fifty million, to do this expansion. It doesn't make sense at six hundred and seventy-five million dollars. So we're just going to shelve that project. I think you are going to see some of that. You're definitely seeing it in the retail, like housing, you know, the the home builders to a certain extent. You're going to start to see that because it just doesn't make sense, you know, to be paying as you know 20-30 percent more than you were paying last year. So material costs, labor costs are going to be one consideration. That, yes, we get, boom, a huge amount of public spending that comes in to a lot of these companies. But the private industry is probably not going to be spending as much as it would if prices hadn't escalated as much as they have. So was well, that, that project you're about talking that
4: about there? Was it, uh, I don't know if you can say, was it commercial, like, commercial construction, like office
5: I office. don't I don't think he told me, but he so, does all kinds of commercial Because right now,
4: I would say, uh, you know, building office buildings right now, I think you got to, you know, maybe let things shake out a little well, bit. Well, yeah, there. I don't think there's yeah. a lot of that
5: going on, yeah. but the commercial construction is still going on. Oh, yeah. But again, it's all, you know, if you put your CFA hat and you go to cash flow analysis, you know, what are you putting in? What are you taking out? It throws out when you're seeing 25, 30% hikes. And that's what we're looking at year over year in a lot of areas is construction costs, pre-COVID, construction costs, post-COVID in a lot of areas. And it goes right along with the housing market too, but in a lot of different areas. It's up 25 to 30%. So, you know, we haven't seen, you know, inflation. Like I was saying, that same guy he has been doing his job for 20 years. He said, I've never seen price inflation like this he's like i've never seen in my 20-year career you know usually year over year you see a two three percent increase not 30 percent increase in the price of, of projects that will turn people off just like my one friend that builds houses and, and he does decking and stuff and he was saying i don't get any calls on and when the lumber was high and he's getting calls now because lumber prices have come back down but when the number was high he's like i usually get like 25 calls in the spring to build a deck he's like i didn't get one last spring Nobody building it. I was going to build a deck on my one other piece of property. I'm like, no, I'm not going to pay ten dollars for a two by four. Now that the prices of lumber have come back down, and lumber has come back down significantly, um, you know, some of that those projects will get picked back up. But there's other, you know, construction costs. Like we talked about electrical. We've talked about you know different things. This is a major consideration. So a lot of these other companies, you know, we're talking, you know, when you know Vulcan and that. These are construction material suppliers materials are still escalated in price and that will shelve some projects so yes the infrastructure bill is going to help you're going to get that public money feeding in but there's some private industry that's not going to help so i don't know if i love all these companies going forward
4: what was that one e- uh stock that mark mentioned a while ago that they do the wiring or they sell the the copper wires do you guys remember that i never wrote it down i wanted to check on that i bet you that's got to be ripping But you're right. I mean, you you don't but you budget four hundred seventy five million comes in at six seventy five. Either that's
5: a commercial project.
4: Either a you're scaling it down, or b you're you're postponing it, or you're you're canceling. In some cases,
5: in some cases, and that's and that's the private industry. Now the public industry has money; they're still going to do projects, but it's limited too. I mean, the public industry is somewhat limited. So, yeah, we're going to throw a trillion dollars, you know, into infrastructure. It's awesome and everything. But the question is, is the private industry going to be backing off? Because I don't think you get as much as as you would if construction costs hadn't escalated as much as they have. So yeah. and, and again, we were in this environment where people were staying at home and they were doing stuff and, wow. you know, they were they were happy. And, and obviously, I don't want to com, you know confuse commercial construction with, you know, residential construction, but. People were spending money on their homes. Hey, Joel, and Joel, sitting at home. Joel, and- cha- I think the chat's got your back here. I think
3: it's A-T-K-R.
5: Oh, yeah. Is that a chicken play?
3: Yes. Yes, it was.
5: It's Chad. This That chicken guy, he knows a few it's things. A- he- These guys are unbelievable. <laughs> These chat is awesome. Our they chat is everything down. They're they better at writing things down than we are. Wow. So that's what they They must write it down. That's what yeah. we don't <laughs> do is <laughs> write it down. We don't. I need to write more things down. <laughs> I need to write <laughs> yeah. more things down. All right, uh, stocks been moving too, so it's lots of different plays. The question is, you know, are you chasing these stocks up five, six, seven percent today? I don't think you are. So, but I, it's me. I don't chase stocks, so I'm never chasing stuff up six, seven percent. All right, so I I disconnected a little bit over the weekend
3: because I was busy doing some stuff, uh, but I I was not able to avoid the story of the weekend, uh, which was this tweet from Elon Musk. Saturday afternoon. Unreal. Um, I'll just bring it up on the screen here. There it is. Um, should I sell 10% of my Tesla stock? Yes or no? Oh, and I will abide by the results of this poll, whichever way it goes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, so, 57.9% of the 3.5 million people say, yeah, you should sell 10% of your Tesla shares. The rest say no. Um, what does this mean? I don't know. I think he wanted an
5: excuse to sell yeah, some of the stock. He's probably already. You want wanted selling. an excuse to sell some of the stock. He knows how many Tesla haters are out there, too. So maybe he's thinking, oh, yeah, for sure they're going to say sell it. Now I have an excuse to sell it. And I have an excuse to book some of the gains when the stock prices just absolutely nosebleed ridiculous levels. So it gave him an awesome excuse. So it's down 50 Three points today. It would been and and you could say more, Spencer, because with the infrastructure bill getting passed, it would have been up today. Yeah. Am I correct in thinking that? Yeah. So so, I mean it's probably not even a 53-point knockdown. It's probably like an 80-point knockdown because it probably would have been up 20 or 30 bucks if Musk wouldn't have tweeted that. So down 54 points, obviously, from the close on Friday. This is Musk at his best. Does the dip get bought? Doesn't the dip always get bought in Tesla? Doesn't it it always get bought in Tesla? I mean, it probably gets bought again. People obviously trying to get ahead and say, "Well, it's going to come in and dump ten percent of his stock." A lot of stocks going to come in for sale, but that's why they're selling it here this morning. But there's a lot of people that are in this. But that being said, the dip just always seems to get bought in Tesla. Am I sticking nice in the long term portfolio? Hell no. But
4: nice range.
5: What's what's uh, low? What's the uh, overnight low?
4: They came in. I mean, four a.m. in the morning. I mean, I I wasn't up. I know you weren't up, but. If you're short, you see that news over the weekend. You take it. You've been getting pounding on your short. You get up at 4 a.m. on this you're kind quiet. of news. I mean, uh, hit uh, 11.30.50 in the second bracket, the second 15-minute bracket. So there are a couple lows right here, right in that area too. So didn't even get to this. Uh, I believe this was an 11.18 low, 11.19 low. On the upside uh, right now, uh Seven eleven. Let's call eleven eighty. That's kind of where you're stalled up there. So if we take out eleven eighty, it's another fourteen bucks. And logically, you just have to think about the bottom of Friday's range. And that twelve oh eight number comes in. That was the former old time closing high back for a few days ago. Obviously, you made quick work of that on uh, on third on. Uh, th- let's see. That would be Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, but let's see if we can get to the bottom of yesterday's range. Twelve oh eight.
3: Yeah, chat, right. as the chat's noting, uh, you know, Elon's got some options, and he's got a tax bill due of, you know, approximately fifteen billion dollars on on about twenty eight billion dollars worth of gains, um, and so he's, if, per- if he takes that gain, right?
5: He doesn't, uh, have, or he ha- or he has been taking. No, it. he he he's already taken the gain. Uh, well, well, been- no.
3: It you know there was a good sound to me
5: like he doesn't have pay any tax. It didn't take any of the gains. He doesn't pay himself a salary. At least that's what he was tweeting. I don't follow his personal trading <laughs> or his personal finances, but look, that's what I, he was tweeting. I,
3: I, I would my my guess is this: a guy like him is probably already selling, right? And we'll find out eventually, right? Because it'll all be disclosed. In I, has location. he
5: sold any stock? I never see an SEC filing with Musk selling stock though. Um, I never see one go by. Has he no, sold, does he sold Does he sell it. any stock? How does he survive if he doesn't sell stuff, If he doesn't take a salary, it's not. It's not like he wasn't already rich, right? <laughs> well, I guess he must have sold some Tesla stock along the way. But I have not seen like I watch those SEC filings very closely. You can get them right through your Benzinga Pro. It's awesome, and I haven't seen a, a, a Musk filing to sell Tesla stock in years. I, yeah, I, I think mean, he's probably not sold he, in years. So, so he's got these
3: options that expire next year. So he's he's gonna exercise them, right? That would mean a fifteen billion dollar tax bill, which is what he's thinking about. I mean, he's probably already sold a little bit, if, but we don't really know. We'll find out eventually. We kind
5: of do because he's got a file to sell. So right. I I I I don't honestly know the last time he sold stock. So it's impressive actually that he just holds 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 holds. Even when he talks against his stock, which he has done multiple times, going up, the guy doesn't sell stock. Like you see, you see Zuckerberg. Sell Facebook? Well, once a week, man. I'm well, not joking. That... His, his filing hits, it seems like once a week, Zuckerberg selling Facebook. That's a planned sell, right? Yeah, Cause... well, exactly, but, but Musk I don't think has those planned sells. No. He just doesn't, like, he just all in on his stock all the time. You gotta give him credit for that. Yeah. I mean, Gates, the Gates Foundation, I, Microsoft... Actually Dennis, he,
3: he does the opposite. He borrows it. He, borrows, he, borrows, he uses his
5: stock as collateral. He's doing right? the op- but opposite. But I tell you, like, you see Zuckerberg... Once a week, Bezos selling stock, obviously a divorce to deal with. I mean, and you see Gates selling stock all the time, Microsoft. I mean, you see these guys selling stock all the time. I don't ever see Musk selling stock. So you know what? Props to Musk for holding his long. Props to this guy. This guy is so hated by so many people out there. And yeah, he's, you know, trolling Twitter every once in a while. But I'll give you, you know, the guy is a workhorse. The guy is a genius. The guy doesn't even sell his shares, and he lives in a 400 or 500-square-foot apartment. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. I yeah. give you props, Elon Musk, even if everybody else hates you. Yeah. And even if I don't you know, think your stock's cheap and I don't put it in my long-term portfolio, you're still a genius. He's Joel, you're selling. <coughs> Joel's don't holding sell. forever. Don't, you don't may never, never sell. Your, your, your cost basis is so low on Tesla that you can now never sell. Is that correct? That, I don't even
4: look at it. I don't the only person who's got a tax
5: it. bill that will rival Elon's is Joel. <laughs> Joel yeah, you no, can't, you sell, can't any sell any because Joel's got these stocks. You... He's up 1,000% in all these stocks, and he can't sell either. He's stuck. They don't want to pay those taxes either. Nobody wants to pay the tax bill. No one
4: wants to pay the tax man.
5: But you know what would happen is Biden starts taxing the un <laughs> the unrealized Realized gains. Ga- Ooh, Ooh that would be a game don't, changer don't for
6: everyone. That Dennis, be, Dennis, oh. That's what there's rumor.
3: Dennis, come on.
5: We both know. We all know that that's not going to happen. So don't even. Well, uh, we don't know anything with this administration. All right, gonna fine. But we're not going to get political here. Nope. I'm just saying I don't know anything. So uh, we, well, we all know nothing. So let's move on. We talked Tesla. We talked the infrastructure bill. It looks like cannabis is the next thing. Well, on, what, what uh, I do agenda. know is that every
3: cannabis stock spiked at the close or just before the close on Friday, and I, I was like, I saw that and I thought, what the heck is going on? And then actually, someone tweeted at me because I didn't even I wasn't looking very hard or anything. And then I and then and then he tweeted, oh, the Republicans are flirting with the idea. Of their own legalization bill for marijuana. They're not going to wait for the Democrats to do it. Well, the Democrats have already done it, but they're, they're going to introduce their own bill. So every kind of stock and the ETF spiked on that at the close on Friday. Big volume.
5: Wow. Um, give us a few examples here because I'm looking at some of the Canadian ones and they didn't move at all. They actually oh, you- went the opposite oh, direction. Yeah, okay. So I guess we don't like have, the Canadian ones on this. Should
3: have clarified. If I went at- to
5: Grow Generation too, and I don't. I see it up this morning. I don't okay. see okay. big. So if these are like MS, the off exchange M- ones. MS
3: MSOS is your ETF. MSOS, you can see MSOS. that one big. Leads up again this Dang, morning you at twenty 29- nine ninety, okay. right? Yeah, and, I see and that yes, one. all your your US ones that don't trade on exchanges, those all spike too. I know you don't care about those but you can care about MSOS sure. um, you know even the MJ spiked a little bit but it's, it's gotten it's more Canadian so it's it's not going to be as uh, move as big here but the MSOS is sort of your big play here off this headline
4: See, these stocks have been looking for a catalyst yeah, right? and it hasn't had one for a long time. So, you know, as opposed to some of these, uh, you know, steel, you know, they've been in in pretty good uptrends. This is the first day of a of a catalyst for, I'll just go MSOS. You're bumping up at 29 50 right here. Uh, that just is a daily high, but maybe you want to think about 30 bucks on this one. Uh, that's the high going back to uh,
5: October twenty-first.
4: Right yeah, real close. Looks like twenty-nine and a half. Looks like a little bit of selling there, but I keep an eye on thirty. These stocks have been in downtrends. They're getting a catalyst. This is the well. They, you could say this is the second day because they moved on Friday. Uh, but definitely some room to the upside. Each individual Tilray. We'll take a look at that. 11 uh, bucks the
5: Canadian I mean, ones are not participating participating not it, it's a good it, it's a good uh,
3: uh you practice run um I think to to understand how the Canadian plays versus the U.S plays will move off a headline like this right because the Canadian companies right they all they're not stupid they all have deals to get into the U.S that are contingent on legalization but the market clearly is not interested in that because if it was, then Tilray would be higher. You know, Kronos would be higher. Cgc would be higher. But they're, they're all they're all up, but they're not up anywhere near as uh, what the the U.S. ones are. So it's it's an interesting practice run for what what could happen. Every time we get another headline like this, so bill progresses passes through one house to the other or to the president's desk. You know, this is what could happen. The cannabis ones go up a little bit. U.S. ones go up a lot. Um, that's what's happening here today so can't but, be growth does it?
4: unless it's bid something i mean that made a new low of the move earnings yeah
3: well they also had earnings on friday right
5: again we've hated these canadian ones for a long long time i don't follow the u.s off exchange ones there but it's been absolutely the correct call to hate on these things for a long long time and they continue to be a valuation issue now it's mm-hmm. been a valuation issue for a long time the buzz was hot story was hot yeah pot stocks taking over the world well it's it's not hot anymore and the valuations are nosebleeds. So that's why you have seen them come down substantially. Is there some diamonds in the Sure, There always is. But overall, you can bring them all up. Tilray, same story. $65 back in February, it's $10. Uh, CGC. And, you know, probably should have never been where they were in February. That was when everything shouldn't have been where it was. Um, have they come down enough where they're cheap enough to start nibbling in here? I don't know. The valuations last time I looked were still nosebleeds. So. What's the
4: growth? G-R-W-G is that uh, the other one's there? come
5: down substantially. So what what do we say? You know, what did I tweet? I tweeted this over the weekend, I believe. You sell rips on stocks and downtrends, you buy dips on stocks and uptrends. These are stocks that are in clear downtrends and you're getting reps on them. I'd be getting out. That's, That's my, my opinion, That's just my opinion.
3: Okay, uh, before we get Tim on, let's do one more. Uh, I wasn't sure if we're interested in this headline. Maybe Dennis is, but I don't think I am. Regeneron here uh, had a PR out this morning. Their uh, their phase three study of their COVID vaccine looks like it is wrapped up, and the data seemed like it was pretty good. They said that their COVID vaccine reduces the risk of contracting COVID by 81.6%. Um, this, is, this is the single... This is a single shot, I believe, uh, one one single dose. Yes, is what it is. So Regn did pop on the headline on, on the news. Yeah. I wasn't sure how much we care, but maybe
5: you care more than I. Well, wow, I think we care. These things had huge down moves because of Pfizer on Friday, and then all of a sudden, boom! It you know, back. now we get Regeneron, and this move. There is, there is so much dumb money out here because I should have been, you know, paying more attention here. But at 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm dealing with my kids. I'm doing a lot of different things. This thing got to $645 this morning on this headline. That's, that's the stupidest. this would be one of the stupidest moves that you can think about. Here's a stock. They whack it from 645 down to under 590 on the Pfizer headline. They get one positive headline on, oh, we got a drug too. And they bring it all the way back pre market to get back all those losses plus some. What a selling opportunity. What a buy the dip and sell the rip in one day. Because we talked about, you know, Regeneron and some of these being an opportunity to buy on the dip. Moderna definitely wasn't a continuing to leak, but, um, and Merck didn't really uh, bounce back much either, although I tried to play it. But Regeneron absolutely um, got under 600, boom, up to 645. It's 622 now, it's kind of in the middle. So should it be up something on this? Probably. Who's ever buying six forty five this morning though? Holy over, over excited.
4: Three minutes it took off that four. I just I kept. That's the going. algos. That's yeah, crazy. I was just gonna say like Hubert's it yeah. right off that open and boom, gap prints and I just I started with the fifteen minute, but I was just uh, I just wanted to narrow it down just to show you you know how that's a three minute there. So here's you know, your first three minute bar, then it then it peaked and then you hopped in right into this area here too, like. Everyone like that got stuck here. I got, I'm getting my money back. Not a lot of volume traded, but uh, Regeneron, it's been prone to do that in the past. We'll see what happens during the regular session. I'd hate to, if I was longing, I'd hate to see it test the close and go red on the session. How's
5: Pfizer holding up here, too? Which is a surprise. I would have thought they would have hit Pfizer on this news, they didn't, they did. A little bit. It's down 15 cents only. I don't consider you that. You the way you that thing is traded, bucks.
4: Dennis? The ranges and, and that thing? And, that was uh, a, it's a
5: gift up here. I honestly want to sell it out of my long-term account, but I'm averaging it $13, and I don't pay the tax. So that's the main <laughs> reason. I've had it for eight years in my long-term account. I'm like, well, I'm not going to sell it. I kind of want to, though. So un- unbelievable um, that they didn't whack this thing. They it didn't really give much back. It tried to give some back. It didn't really give much back. And now you get there's everybody going to get one of these COVID drugs. You know, post COVID You know, it seems like there's a, a bunch more coming here too. My question: Let's bring it over to Moderna. We have one minute before Tim here. It, uh, Moderna at some point in time is going to be a buy, isn't it? Because it was twenty thirty dollars before the COVID thing ever started. COVID thing is still worth some money to Moderna. It's not like it's a zero. And, but it's the flu vaccines and the other stuff. And they're so smart at Moderna. I mean, it didn't make any sense at $497. Does it start to make sense in the low 200s? Question to the chat. Does Moderna start to make sense in the, as a long-term? Again, you're trying to call a bot on the stocks and a horrible under, you know, it, it, it's one of those stocks. And maybe this. maybe we should bring Tim in so we can see the market structure. It's going to be ugly on the stock, I would assume, because the stock's been going straight down. But at a certain point in time, if you got to the hundreds on Moderna, do you stick it in the long term account? This is this a smart company?
4: This is a good uh, we'll bring Tim on in one second, but this is a good exercise And looking at your monthlies and saying, Okay, where possibly yeah. could this thing go? Right? And uh, you know, two ninety three was the your low in October. Well, it took it out. You look at your, your monthlies. I know you can get caught up in the dailies, but your July low was two fourteen oh seven. I mean that's the monthlies and then you know you came down to ten ninety six. I mean, missing you know, a five hundred dollar, four hundred hundred, three hundred, two dollar stock, missing it by five points if you're so inclined to buy the monthly low that's looking pretty good right now, but uh, you know now you're only down five bucks on the session. We'll see, but if we could get a couple more lows in this area, I'm just talking technically because I don't know yeah. if they have in a pipeline. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just using let let your monthlies be on something like this, something that wild with all the news coming out. You know, go a little bit longer term. Don't try and drill down on the dailies because it's going to get right over on a stock like this.
3: I I should have called today's show. I don't want to sell because I don't want to pay the tax bill. Alas. Yeah,
5: next time. It's all about taxes. All right. yeah. It is 830, it's all about taxes.
3: 837 on a Monday, which means you know when it's time. For.
0: You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling current the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast
3: Market Structure Mondays with Tim Kwa. Tim, how are we doing
7: today? (laughs) Good to see you guys. Uh, Well, thank you. Another day older, uh, which I guess beats the alternative. Uh, So, uh, Dennis, it's funny that you're talking about the tax uh, um, impact and and how that influences your thinking. Uh, My wife and I, because she spent 20 years in the energy business, have some MLPs, so Master Limited Partnerships in Energy. And uh, it's the same drill as uh, Pfizer. You, you look at it and think that ex- the, the amount of taxes that you would pay to get out of that position are just uh, just ridiculous. But uh, yeah, anyway. when you're
5: <laughs> averaged in and your cost basis is almost nothing. And, and a lot of right. people that have been buying yeah. stocks for the last, like if you bought some stocks, you know, good stocks, 10, 15, 20 years ago, like right. I know a lot of people their cost basis on Apple is like three or four bucks. Mine's 25. But you just wow. think and you're like. Your, your cost based on this. I do. I real. This is my long term account, but I'm like, do right. I really want to? You know, if you're inside, you know, your, uh, you know, your Roth or whatever. But if it's outside, right. I have a lot of money outside. I right. mean, I don't want to realize this tax gain and then give half the money away almost. So exactly, th- it's a consideration right. for sure. <laughs> yes, right. it is.
7: And it's I saw a, that you were talking. Go ahead, Spencer. Yeah, I, think yeah, I was, was going to ask say, about
5: Moderna here. We were
7: talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, so uh, for you fans of supply and demand, let's look at uh, supply and demand. In uh, Moderna, because it's—I mean, it is very telling. Joel, I think you said it must—or it was Dennis or Joel said, "Boy, it must be ugly." And uh, okay, well, you're right; it is (laughs) ugly. So
5: (laughs) stock goes down every day. Can't be good.
7: (laughs) (laughs) So, so once—if you've never seen this before, uh, folks, this is so. This is MarketStructureEdge.com, and you can do this too. Just you put your name and email in and, and no credit cards. You can look at the same data, you know, for 14 days, but here's what, here's what the data tell us. The top graph is demand versus price. And the bottom graph is supply short volume. And so when demand is falling and supply is rising, what will price generally do? go down, right? it's, the, it's, I mean, it is ugly. It really is. And it's been, you know, the interesting thing is uh, th- for a period of time, Moderna was at the very top of our, we, we will uh, top of our list here internally. We will track how much time stocks spend at 10. So 10 out of 10 is the absolute top of the demand chart. And so if demand is very strong and supply is constrained, price will continue to rise. And Moderna was there for a very long time. Uh, But it hasn't been it's been spending more time below five than above it. Very challenging. I mean, it'd be be much better to look at a a stock like Arista Networks Uh, that that's, you know, I'll give you the. It's a a great contrast. So if you look at and you look at uh, a net stock, I traded last week and it's, uh, you know, just it's just fabulous. So here's the difference. Notice this demand rising supply. Falling, what does that tend to produce? Rising prices. And uh, Moderna's got a long way to go. If, it, if, it, unless you have a, as as you said, Dennis, unless you have a long-term, no, that was Joel. Joel uh, if you have a long-term perspective, fine. But why buy something that's likely to decline? We want to. I generally like to buy stuff that that's likely to rise. Yeah. That's my preference. <laughs>
5: Your system's very—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not a—it's—it's it's a momentum system. It almost feels like, which is a momentum right. market, which is why it probably works well in this type of market. We've been in a momentum market for a long time, where the weak seem to get weaker, the strong seem to get stronger. Yep. At what point can you make money on the turns? Like when a stock finally, you know, decides to stop going down and it looks like it's exhausted, and seller exhaustion, and eventually, you know, you start to turn. Like in the case of Moderna, what would it take? Yep. For your system to turn around and say, "Hey, this Moderna is actually starting to look okay now."
7: Demand rising and supply falling. It's more, <laughs> more complicated than that, right? Yeah. It is that simple. If we, you know, if we back up and look at the time that uh, I'm just going to back this up six months. So if you go back to uh, uh, call it early May, early, early May was a great time to buy Moderna because it had those very characteristics: surging demand supply. That is a very, very consistent characteristic of stocks that produce returns. And, uh, you, you know, you, you can come with uh, up with all the reasons in the world why you might like a stock or not like a stock. Uh, what it all comes down to is supply and demand. That's, yeah. that's really it. And where did that stop? It really stopped here. Right in September, when Moderna no, did not return to 10, that was the time to leave and go find something else. Yes, it produced some more gains, and it was for the same reason. Uh, su- the supplies falling, demands rising. But we already know that the, you know, well, I will say this is, this is a product of passive money. Passive asset allocation dollars will spend a particular amount of time in stuff, and then it's going to have to re if that stuff goes up. And uh, you might as well go find something else like, uh, you know, Qualcomm or Airbnb, you know, Airbnb, another, another great stock to look at from a, from a supply demand perspective. It, it, you know, it, you we, again, we could talk about the financial performance, the opportunities in that business, but that's not what causes stocks to go up and down. It's supply and demand. And here you go. So you have a surging demand side, falling supply side that will produce rising prices and when those things stop then leave it's you know it's uh it ain't over till it's over as Yogi Berra said uh uh, that's really dating myself and for you youngsters great New York uh Yankees baseball player catcher uh World War II vet but uh you know that's that's what you want
3: Tim somebody was asking if (laughs) if you could look at DWAC I don't even know if you have sent it on that
7: I'm not sure we do yet either. It, we'll, yeah. we'll take a look because it. So here's the the we load all we we buy data that will give us everything in the market. Right. But we won't populate edge until there are about 20 days of data, Got and it. I think we're we're getting very close to that. Uh, so so otherwise we do, we can't we can't calculate supply and demand without some some historical data. Right. To Got it. Got it. Yep.
3: Right. Uh, one thing. Uh, I I. I would like to ask you about is last week we talked about, or uh, uh, well, maybe not with you, but we talked about on, on our show Dell and VMware. <laughs> where the spinoff happened last week, and that went into right. effect, and now they're different companies. and Can you look at those those for us? And, and I'm just curious now that we're a couple of days out of that of that event, right. how how the market digested that.
7: Right. And I fully expected to be taken to task because I I I said a couple of things last week about Dell and VMware. I said that probably Dell does not have the same opportunity that VMware does. And I don't mean immediately. This is a big deal. This was, yeah. a, this was a, a $27 a share shift of value from VMware to Dell. So it behaved like a stock split. So Dell's price reset to about uh, 56% of what it was before. Right. So we could calculate that pretty pretty close to where it would be, uh, but uh, so so here's Dell, and you'd look at it and say, well, that's not great, yet, is it? And and I'm not a, I'm not saying that you should buy Dell, but once again, notice uh, the the demand side was very good before the deal because everybody wanted that twenty seven dollars of uh, cash distribution, but then you have falling demand, rising supply above the trend. That's not that's not great. So let's look at VMware. I think VMware has a lot of. This is not a Supply demand equation. This is where I would have an opinion. I would say the, my opinion about VMware, uh, which is now bottomed by the way, and it's very rarely a one. Oh, it's very, I mean, if you you have uh, the demand side all the way to one from a 10 10
5: to a one, like it feels like overnight.
7: Exactly. Right. And it did because all of that cash (laughs) came out off of uh, VMware's uh, balance sheet and went to the Dell shareholders. But look at that, you know, so here we have demand at the floor, supply falling, that will produce gains ahead. And I think that VMware is a great, uh, potentially beautiful way for passive money to have exposure to the cloud. Uh, Now that that uh, Michael Dell is no longer the controlling shareholder; he still owns 40% of it. Uh, that creates a better opportunity for passive money to own it. So that's not a that's not an edge. Uh, look at the the way things that work, but it's something to think about if you have a longer view about uh, the cloud. If we can show my chart, uh,
4: kind of interesting here. Uh, okay. You had three lows in the same area during the unwind. And uh, you came to that area. It was like a ballpark 124. And then you had three highs right in the same area at 136. So you got, you know, people ask about rain stocks. You got a nice range developing here. You got some lows to lean on. And Dennis, I'm going to throw it to you. Do you think it was finally, you know, this kind of, this action here, it's usually like a wild stock. You think it was finally like ARBs, like the final unwind? I mean, you know, I
5: I traded VMware Dell for a decade. I feel like a long time. But then he I got ran that. over one time. Why was right. that? There, I did. Why you was did. that? I don't remember what that the was. Spru- that was I they were talking about doing this spinoff. I think is what happened. I almost really got run over. Right. And you did. I would pay that. You know, uh, I, and I'm trying to remember all the logistics. The spread was. Like, I haven't played the VMware Dell in a while. Yeah. but Yeah.
4: It was mild. The spread was mild, and it blew out, and you put it huge. on, it blew and out then it huge. blew out again.
0: Yeah. And you're
4: like, I, I, I can't tra- I don't know what the relationship was, and then it like, I don't know yeah. what the number was, but when I had talked to you afterwards, it was like three or four times where you had covered at a big loss already. So yeah,
5: it, it's a, it's a point where, and Tim's making that point too, like the arbitrage of facts are greater than anything else and when you all of a sudden lose all those effects now you have a real company here and i think that's the point that tim was trying to make here is you know it's it now doesn't have all those arbitrage effects in it so it's going to move differently and we can see that you know even the last week like look at the movement in vmware all of a sudden it's like it's a volatile stock as people try to reprice what is this worth as a standalone company
7: yeah and the the looking at the short volume data, which you can do with Edge, uh, it, it was it was apparent to us. And I should, you know, so so uh, full disclosure, both Dell and VMware are customers of our uh, data on the corporate side. They have been from for, for a very long time. So we tracked this data for them very closely heading into this transaction. Uh, but it was very apparent from the point that that transaction's notion, it, it not even confirmed, when that rumor hit the markets, Dell became the long side of the trade, VMware became the short side of the trade, and you can see that in the data. I'm looking at a year-long chart for VMware, and their short volume averages 55%. Well, it's very difficult for a price to rise if more than half of the trading volume every single day is borrowed, is artificial supply. But now, we have seen short volume drop to a level that is approaching what it was in december of 2020 when that story broke so we are returning and that preceded some nice gains from december to about march uh there were some pretty good gains in vmware december 2020 to march 2020 right through the pandemic Uh, but that means there's a distinct change occurring to your point joel about uh the arbitrage play the arbitrage play is over the long short trade in in dell vmware is over and i think that that opens the door for some very significant appreciation for vmware
3: tim question in the chat what you think yep. about paypal here PayPal. what yeah. the market structure sentiment says about paypal Goes down I every have... day.
7: <laughs> it goes down every day. That's a dentist sediment.
4: Wait, Timmy, and then, like and then,
5: it and then and then can you reshare your <laughs> screen? I'd like to buy it, but yeah, it goes sure, down yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah sure. All right. yeah.
7: So so and and once again, so the, for you veterans of the edge mob, you know you don't want to uh buy, buy uh, uh, falling demand, right? right? That's I mean that's the that's the whole point of the deal. So here's here's PayPal. The supply side isn't bad, but there's a point where the supply side will reflect a lack of interest. Uh, so let's look at supply and demand. This is just 30 days. But look at the amount of time that uh, PayPal has spent above five. It's three days, three out of 30. It's horrible. So even though the supply side is, is, uh, it has fallen and it's only about uh, 20, it's, it's less than, that's, a, that's an ideal stock level. Um, Of uh, short volume, but you look at this chart. This is why PayPal continues to go down. You could come up with all the reasons in the world, the story, the whatever, you know. Uh But here, here it is: the supply, the supply-demand equation is abysmal, and unless and until it changes, unless those things can uh, diverge, leave it alone.
5: Tell us again, when, you know, you see that, you know, change. So a lot of people are yep. looking, I want to buy PayPal. I want to buy PayPal. Same thing with Moderna and you know, stock goes down every right. day. You can't help yourself. You just want to buy it because it's getting cheaper. Um, right. You know, and you think eventually it's going to turn it around. We want to get yep. the timing right though. So what, at what point when we're using market structure edge, would you, what would you want to exactly see? And I know you can yep. say in the supply, when does demand exceeds supply, but on your numbers, <laughs> like when would you want to strike?
7: Uh so here's here's a case in point. So if we look at uh uh, uh r- r- roughly let's call it mid-August. Okay. So here demand rises and supply has fallen sharply below trend. That's a spot where you could take a chance. You could say it's it's riskier than buying it above five because you're saying I'm going to believe that demand is going to at least achieve equilibrium and maybe exceed supply. Really, that's how I think of it. There's a 10 point scale. And five is the fulcrum. Yep. And and there's if there's more demand, then it's above five. If there's less demand, then it's below. So that was the only shot. And the moment that short volume shot up here, you see this? Uh, it, you should be out. If that happens, just leave. Because it already is telling you even, that the supply-demand equation will not support the price any longer. And it's not been worth paying any attention to since then. So you would say, well, how, when would it? Well, you could sit around waiting but you might as well go trade something else. We find that stuff, you know, we'll, and we're, we're very close. This was what I, uh, Spencer, I told you that I was going to share something new. Well, we're within a month of just putting this in a portfolio for edge users. We'll just give you the stuff that in the last five days has this divergence. And, and that's the, that it's, we've been testing this data for a month. We're running it, running, testing data and saying, is there statistical validity to this? And there is. So we're finding that the top 25 of those, 23 of them make money consistently. So that tells us there's great, great statistical significance in that divergence. And if we can do that, then who cares about whatever else there is? Let's just trade that stuff. And uh, uh, that's, that's stuff like team. You know, if you look at team, which was in the top 25 in that list, that produces gains. You see this divergence? I, wherever that divergence occurs, here, rising demand, falling supply. Here, demand's at 10, supply falls. The stock's going to surge. When that breaks down, then you leave. And here it has already. So see that short line's above trend, demand's at the top of the ceiling. Okay, move on. We'll find the next thing. But that, to me, is more important than sitting and waiting for PayPal to become a good stock.
3: You can find more about uh, Tim's platform, learn more about it, demo it yourself. Go to MarketStructureEdge.com. The link is up on the screen there at the bottom. It's also in the description. Tim Quas joins us every Monday at this time. Thanks, Tim. Market Thank you Structure you Mondays. Tim, pleasure as Hi, always. Talk you. to you again next week. Okay. Thanks, All right. Tim. Let's do some real fast ticker time. Somebody I just asked... want to say
4: real quick for your yes. PayPal people, if you're looking for a reference area here, you do have three lows in the same area. Uh, right? Let's just call it 225. So if you think this is overdone, you maybe you want to pay up a little bit, you got to keep an eye on that area. But what you need is for like, th- these are patient buyers, right? And they've been waiting for it to yeah. come down to 225. <clears throat> what you really need is like, are they going to step up to 230? Like, I can't get any more at 225 now, you know, but I still want to own another 5 million shares. You know, do I wait? Do I stay? But you got three lows in the same area. The ranges have come down a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe if you get above 232, then things kind of open up. But at least you got a reference point here. I don't know if there's is there anything on the monthlies around that area. Yeah, you got a monthly. You got your 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 March low at uh, two twenty three oh nine. So you have a reference point. Whether it's going to hold, well, we'll have to see in today's session.
3: Uh, Steve Janney asked a, a while ago. He, he got his request in there early. He said he asked thoughts on Square after Friday's fall. Um, Man, is that thing a crazy stock?
5: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, you got a PayPal problem here, too, that this Paris traders, I trade PayPal with Square all the time. So, when I see PayPal this week, it makes me not want to own Square. PayPal starts to turn, maybe it turns it around, but you got to understand the relationships. PayPal and Square, are the same company, no, but there's ARBs out there that do trade them with each other. So, I know Square are disappointed on earnings. And, you know, obviously, while well, they didn't even know if they disappointed, they rallied, they've hit it, then they rallied it, then they hit it. They, I guess they finally determined that they did disappoint, but don't discount. The fact that the pressure that PayPal weakness will put on Square, because there are relationship-based traders that pair those two stocks up together. So I think until PayPal turns around, it's hard to just jump on the Square bandwagon.
4: A uh, little different uh, technical setup here because you have distanced yourself from the low a little bit. So if you are trading up a <laughs> buck twelve, you do have the pair lows at uh, right around two thirty one to lean on two thirty one two thirty two. So I'll be looking at it. It's not like that the PayPal where, you know, you got you, def, you know, for the time being, whether it was someone trying to get long or short, this is kinda of a little bit more, you're just kind of taking a stab after the the big down day on Friday.
3: Okay. Somebody was asking us really badly about lucid motors, L C I D, uh stock is up again. This morning. Oh, such a mon it's oh a monster mode. And I
5: mean, these EVs and this is infrastructure too. So you've got, obviously, clean energy plays here coming out of the infrastructure. You're seeing, like I said, Tesla would be up if not, if it didn't get musked over the weekend. But you can go to all the EV plays. They're all trading up here this morning. Um, Lucid is just in, in monster mode here right now. Again, are we getting to a point where, you know, sell your peanuts while the circus is in town? Maybe, but the stock just broke out here again. So, you know, I like it. I like the breakout over the 41.60 high that we had just from four days ago. Now we're trading 43.50. There could be room to 50. At a certain point in time, you got to say, okay, it was $25.10 trading sessions ago. At what point in time do I ring the register? I think you're lightning up into it. But to call the top on this is going to be difficult. And you know what, if you're in it, maybe you're just raising, maybe you're just trailing up your stops. Uh, someone's
4: selling their peanuts at, uh, 44 and 19 That's, uh... Peanuts sale. Yeah, I don't know how many they have. <laughs> oh, look at Are they at, salted ooh, peanuts? There's some... There's some volume there. <sighs> Whoa, this is changed some volume. 44 19 So keep an eye on that. I don't have anything else, uh, on the, uh, on the dailies. But, hey, you take out 44 and 19 you hold 44 you know why the heck not? Maybe look for
3: forty-five, but at least I'm fifteen a thought. Charge. Mitch What's has a, Mitch a thought saying? here.
5: Ooh, we got money. Joel,
3: Joel, did you miss a daily gap at forty-three ninety-four up to fifty thirty-two?
4: I have to go farther back on my daily. <laughs> not holding our
5: gap trader accountable here. He likes so that. How's the, where's the gap go oh. to? Look at it right there. What is there? It's been trying to fill that gap forever. Mitch with the eyes. And we like to say gaps eventually like to fill. Does this fill this gap? Yes. Money Mitch is saying yes. You're still bullish. Money Mitch is still bullish lucid. Get, okay.
4: your, get your orders out and uh, just make it safe. Make it 56 instead of 56. We,
3: we've had a few requests for the dad joke of the day. I'm going to say no dad joke of the day unless we get to 500 likes. Is, we, we can do
5: it, but it might take okay. 30 seconds, but we can do it. Let's get to Just before likes. you go to the dad joke, what about Rivian? Is that coming out today or IVN? No, Does I that thought start? it was tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Is it today or tomorrow? Chad, Hill, man, I could
3: have sworn the Rivian IPO was tomorrow. Or IVN
5: you know, is going to be the ticker. I'm not sure when it's coming. You don't see big IPOs on, on on a Monday, really. Um but how much of this EV run up too, is Rivian? Everybody's pumped, you know, with Rivian too. That's a catalyst as well for all the other stuff. Dennis, I'll tell you how pumped it is. Go look at the Ford chart. That's how pumped it is. And and, and 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 Ford this I I agree with you. It is getting a pop because of Rivian as well, obviously. So, Ford eventually seeing 20 bucks? I don't know. It's, it's close. It, it, 1972 it, on Friday. Yeah, Ford. Ford's got That's it. Still what, long. Ford's Ford got closure. what?
3: A 12 percent stake? So,
5: so I think yeah, they that? do. Yeah. yeah. That their yeah.
4: headquarters is. Somebody uh, said
5: catchy saying Wednesday. Catchy's always right. Thank catchy you. Chris. Says Wednesday. Matt Haben was going to correct us anyway, but yes, I knew it wasn't today. Their yeah. their
4: headquarters is uh, right out um, where my mom, uh, my mom stays. I go by it all the time. Rivian.
3: All right, well, we didn't get the 500 likes, which means no dad joke today, unfortunately. Oh, to correct, really?
4: Plus for that one, I guess. Dads um, love dad saying, tomorrow. this was the weekend one. Dads love saying, that's got some kick to it when they're eating spicy food.
2: I love it. <laughs> I,
3: I think I say it. that.
4: Okay. I all right. I'm going yeah, to hop over to pre market prep to cover some tickers. So everyone, have a good day. And we'll talk to you later on.
3: All right. We'll catch you later, Joel. We'll catch you later, Dennis. I will catch uh, the rest of you. Uh, coming up next, live trading with Benzinga, Mitch, Ryan, Zunaid. I'll stop by for a few. Um, so we're going to have some fun at the open and uh, do what we normally do. Everyone, hit that like button, please, and thank you. Please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes, and not for investing or trading advice thanks for watching we'll see you coming up next on live trading and uh let's let's make some good trades and make some money today
6: did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10 percent or more result from a single news headline that's right news headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down these news catalysts create trading opportunities every day All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now. And we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.